You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is an American history podcast where each week I, Gareth Reynolds, read a story from American history to a guy who's so beautiful. Named Dave Anthony's dad. What? Uh, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about and is alive living in Big Bear. What are you talking about? What do you mean? You just said my dad is alive and living in Big Bear? Did I say that? Yeah. I said he's renting a cabin. No, now oh. you added that. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, uh, no, your father passed away, so whatever. He's what gone. are you? Your father's gone. He's not with us. All right, let's do the intro. Three, two, bingo. No, 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 What's no, no, no. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff being dropped right now. Did your dad really... like Big Bear when he was living? No. Love it, yeah. He was sworn in in Tahoe to the, as the president of the Native Sons of the Golden West, but you know that. That's one I've of seen reasons, the picture of it. One of the reasons it's you an, killed him. I didn't kill him. He's alive. I mean, whatever. He passed away. You couldn't allow him to be in that powerful of a position. He passed away. And, and I will say... He was a fantastic dad and man, and he continues to be that. This is the worst podcast I've ever done. Well, you messed with the intro. Now you find out your dad's still alive, living in Big Bear with a woman named Janice. Hit it. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy. Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy. On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo. No sleep tell hippo. Uh, action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. What are you looking at? I'm trying to see when the song ends, but the, the little thing isn't coming up. When does it? Did it end? Yeah. It's over. <laughs> All right, we're back. Okay, uh, on today's episode, we are going to pick up uh, on the... Come on, say something. Hi, my name is Dave. <laughs> and I'm Dave's dad. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, we're going to first say that we have uh, shows coming up. Uh, That's The right. will be live in uh, several San cities. Jose, San Francisco, Sacramento, Boise, Salt Lake, Boulder, Denver, Las Vegas, Phoenix. The tour starts July 24th and it ends August 12th. Go to dollopodcast.com for ticket links and information and uh, yeah well actually go uh, watch my crowd work special on the All Things Comedy YouTube page or at this point you can probably go to my website garethreynolds.com yep Yeah. and uh, click the link to go watch the crowd work special it's arrogant that you started calling yourself King of Kong Derek King Kong Derek Reynolds Derek Kong. Derek Reynolds.com? Derek Reynolds.com. <laughs> Kong. Gosh, I keep getting it. I keep getting it Kong. Wrong! Uh, also, if you want uh, you know, extras, fun stuff, small ups and quizzes and uh, other sort of Jollops. things, we have a Patreon. Yep. Uh, we talk about the topics of yeah. the week also. Yeah, we give we give and we give if you go to our Patreon. Um, and, um I think that's it. I don't think I have anything else to say to you or anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I just found out that uh, this guy who Your does the, the does the sound for this podcast is a liar. Uh, roots for a team 
in the town of St. Louis, and he's never been to St. Louis. Yeah. And he just told us he didn't know the Cardinal was a bird. He's a liar. You're a liar. You're a goddamn liar. Uh, so we're in part two. The, do- the oh, dollop is brought to oh. you by Helix Sleep. Um, I, obviously, I, I hit the sleep part pretty hard, but uh, that's because I hit the sleeping really hard on my Helix. Nice. Helix, if you're listening, Dave's crushing this ad. <laughs> <laughs> Helix, of course, uh, mattress uh, situation yeah. uh, for people who love to sleep on things. Uh, that's who we are. Yeah. We both have Helix mattresses. Yeah. Uh, I have the Helix Dusk Lux. I have the King Dusk Lux as well. What are you, firm? What are you, what are you firm? Medium? I think I'm medium. Yeah, I'm firm. Yeah. I'm firm. It's great, though. Oh, God. Fantastic. I sleep so well on my the Helix. The bed is amazing. The bed, the bed's amazing. Uh, it's online. So are the people you in You got it. some details about it. With the, with the people? <laughs> I uh, actually, what I like to do is get two of my friends, they come in the bed, we put on nightcaps, and we sleep like the Stooges. Go ahead. How do the Stooges sleep? <laughs> uh, so, uh, Helix, uh, what you do is you, you go to their uh, website, you take a quiz, uh, you go through, it takes a couple minutes, and then it tells you what the best mattress is for you, and then that's the mattress you order. Uh, when I took my quiz, they just wrote in uh, pen, handwriting, see after class. That doesn't sound right at all. I know. That, it sounds like you maybe took the Flanked wrong it. quiz. Uh, so it comes to your house. It comes in a box. You open it up. Uh, the box, uh, it, it comes to life. The mattress, it I'm expands. Yeah. And it, 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 I would say. Fought my uncle. It fought his uncle. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then you sleep on it. Yeah. That, no, I mean, it's as easy as it could be. Yeah. I actually am at the point where I'm starting to forget what it was like to go get a mattress. Yeah. To, oh, totally. Have to do. <laughs> it actually used to be terrible. Yeah, that's it what I mean. It was one of the worst like, things ever. Yeah, that's where you'd have to pretend to be friends with a truck guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, the the Helix mattress is just a huge upgrade over my previous mattress. It's just Same. much, 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 much more comfortable. Um, it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Same. Uh, so, look... Here's what, here's what we're going to say. We're going to say uh, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. And their pillows are amazing. Yeah. Now I'll shut up. I'll stop. Uh, go, go to helixsleep.com slash dollop. This is their best offer yet. It's not going to last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Nice. Did I hit that right? Yeah. We're also brought to you in part by Squarespace. Uh, Squarespace, of course, is uh, uh, a website situation. Oh, d- just website? No, Gareth. Domains, websites, online stores, marketing tools, analytics. And I know you love uh, analytics. I'm we a numbers guy. This. I think anybody yeah. who listens to the show knows that I'm a numbers guy. I do obviously use uh, Squarespace because mm-hmm. it's a very you know user friendly. However, I like to get, I like to roll the sleeves up and dig into the numbers. You're, yeah, you're a numbers like I'm you. I'm a big numbers guy. Like every, when I first met you, you were like, I love eight. I, I well, that was before I knew there were a bunch of other ones. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, Squarespace is everything you need. Gareth and I have our websites with Squarespace. We also have the dollopodcast.com. You can get all your uh, sources page. And in sources page, you can get all your, your tour 
ticket links on, on our uh, dollpodcast.com. Squarespace. Uh, super easy to use, especially for a dummy like me. Like, you don't have to ever update anything. Uh, it's all taken care of. They got 24-7 support if you need that. Um, and it's just, it's great. It's great for dummies like me. I just want to point out quickly, I know I've said this before, but the uh, support line is specifically for issues with Squarespace. Yeah. Uh, I called them because I had an argument with a, a pal of mine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they, while they wanted to help, that is not what the support yeah. is there for. So it is support for the websites. Um, but outside of that, you probably want to reach out to somebody else. Yeah, it's just Squarespace. very nice. Very nice about that not being the place to call. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's specifically a Squarespace. And just quickly, if you're saying when you call, if you say this is about a website, and you just kind of try to, you know, kind of push the, the the argument into like making it sound like a like a, a website thing yeah. they, they'll see through it pretty quick so it's thin call them about webs website stuff just, or just squarespace stuff squarespace related stuff yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're not gonna mm. they're not they for instance can't help you get a hat out of a tree so go to squarespace.com slash dollop for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use the offer code dollop to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain and thank you for all the help you tried to give me uh, Landy thank you for being a friend so where we were last week our our hero uh, Chris uh, Vonder uh he he's had a championship team. It's starting to come apart a little bit. Feels like everything's falling apart. Everything's today. yeah. We're we're on the we're in the we've done the first part of Boogie Nights, all mm-hmm. the fucking and the good stuff, and right. now we're we're moving into right. Now he's in the guy's house with the firecrackers. We're not quite there yet. You oh, know, it's okay. when it's when uh, William Macy sees his wife getting screwed in the driveway by uh, other dudes. Yeah, I think that's when it turns right. <laughs> and it did for me. <laughs> Jesus God. <it's- laughs> <laughs> what have you created right uh, Don't there? worry about it. Um, a lap pad. So he wants to redo Sportsman's Park, and he says he's going to do it for 50000 But the problem is the team is now bad. And he needs money, right? He needs 50000 But he does. they do an exhibition game, like preseason game, and 10 people come. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. That's got to be crazy. (laughs) Maybe part of the reason is Barnum and Bailey are in St. Louis for the whole summer. So they're drawing away fans. Sure. So Chris now is like, I got to get draws. So he trades for a big slugger, a well-known hitter, and then immediately screams at him, and the slugger quits and doesn't come back. Wow. So Chris, I mean, I th- I things are at a rock bottom. Rock bottom. Chris starts. It's going to get a lot more bottom. Oh God. Chris starts finding players now for no reason. Interesting. And if he finds a player for drinking, he sends a detailed report to the paper to print. Okay. Really going to help team yeah, morale. Yeah. So, so, right. So it's public. Yeah. Your drinking night is public. Right. Pitcher. Toad Ramsey. Mm. <laughs> Is there a problem? Do you, are you flagging anything? Picture. How big's his neck? 
<laughs> Toad Ramsey is such a known drinker that he had a drink named after him. He's amphibious. That was a pint of whiskey poured into a pitcher of beer. Oh, my God. Oh, that's just like, the, literally, the, that would be the worst thing to drink ever. Ever. A pint a, of whiskey. A pint of whiskey. Into a pitcher. He supposedly had three of those a day. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a person. So he is towed because he's able to basically <laughs> breathe underwater, essentially. Uh, it's probably where the nickname he's came from. He's full of liquid. So Chris offered to sell Toad to any team for a nickel, and no one accepted the what offer. What is going on? This <laughs> team was winning championships. Two years ago. And now he can't trade a Toad for a nickel? <laughs> By the end of the season, several Browns were staying out drinking every night, all night long. Mm-mm-mm. He released Toad. Oh, no. So after that season... <laughs> Did he take him to, like, a lake? Go on now. <laughs> you get free. out of here. You're free. You go back to where you're from. I'm, I'm a desert toad. Go back to where you're from. I'm a desert toad. Get in the water it's now. It's too wet for me here. Get in the water, toad. So after that season, he goes out to dinner with Comiskey, and they make up. Okay. Should we kiss? And Comiskey then talks four other ex-Browns into coming back. Okay. So the I old, love that he's learned, like, life. Like, he's not like, you know what? You might actually have been part of this special sauce. <laughs> yeah, he spent, he spent a whole year saying he was the reason that yeah. the team was good. And then he's like, what if you come back? So why don't you come back? And I think you said some stuff. I said some stuff. We learned Mostly a lot of stuff. Mostly you said some we stuff. We both said a bunch of Mostly stuff. Mostly it was you, though. Toad drowned. Did you hear? What? He can't swim, but he went into a lake. <laughs> So the old winning gang is getting back together. Uh, but one ex-Brown had signed with Pittsburgh. And his name was Marcus Elmore Baldwin. And so he s- started coming to St. Louis to try to talk Browns into joining him in Pittsburgh. Okay. So Chris had Baldwin arrested when he was in St. Louis for, for conspiracy to break up the team. Uh, who is the... What, the baseball <laughs> judge is just like, sorry, unfortunately. I don't know if it's a law or not, but you are guilty of trying to break up the team. I mean, I'm not sure it's a law, but it sounds really good. I mean, like look, I, it's got conspiracy. Yeah. And that's just kind of the headline. I am right there, soul. Guilty. What are we doing? Electric chair? Death penalty? <laughs> uh, so he spends 24 hours in jail. <laughs> what are you in for? They made up a law. They, yeah, they, they literally made up a law. They invented a crime for me. Uh, the uh, the charge is thrown out the next day because it's not a crime. I'm going to throw it out at the beginning of the game. <laughs> so Baldwin steps out of the courthouse, and Chris has him arrested again on different charges. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, Illegal steps. <laughs> he took two. Uh, so when Baldwin eventually gets back to Pittsburgh, he sues Chris for $20,000 for false arrest. Well, I don't understand how it all played out. Like, uh, can you imagine I mean, a time where you could just go up? I he mean, he has the cops on his side. Sure. It's, it, but the cops are like, what do you want to just get You want to arrest this guy for? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, he's talking shit. So how about uh, break? <laughs> he's fucking. He's got to hit you. He illegality of brown herding. He hurt the browns. He's bad. Bad man. Arrest him? Mm-hmm. Super bad. Bad guy. It's like, yeah. 
Okay, intent so. of hurting the sports. <laughs> that's, that's workable, right? Can we fudge around that? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, go get him. Again, I'm in my yeah, head. Why are you talking deb- to debating? Stop ah, debating. I'm in my head again. You're a cop. Hey, okay. No, that's you pretending to. No, I'm talking about it. Ah, you got you again. again. I... Come on, stop it. <laughs> Gosh, I hate my id. So, um, so the Browns, uh, a pretty good team and manager again, right? The the cranks are back into it. They're in first place in July. Okay, and you know he's like, where, where, where? Look who knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, totally. So it's all all's looking up. It's great. They're on a run, and then renovations. One day, two players go on a drinking binge in Atlantic City. Okay, and they're gone for days. Okay. And then Chris kicked a good pitch off the team for no reason. Okay. No one knew why. And then another player quit to help out his widowed mother. And then two players got hurt. So suddenly the team is just going from first place to just complete collapse. Good news, though. I signed a penguin. <laughs> We're going to be okay. Okay. I'm drunk. Chris now was like, I have to have uh, exhibition games to make money. One was a fat man's game between two teams of fat guys. This is going to be absolutely hysterical. <laughs> There's a big and fat. The big guys. They're playing each other. I love it. Oh, instead of bats, we use tongues and balls, we use pies. Yay. Another exhibition he had was with armless, legless, and blind players. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, I read this, this several different times and I might need a seventh inning stretch. I, I, at first I was like, well, it has to be, this guy doesn't have legs. This guy doesn't have arms. This guy can't see. But the more I read the Reddit, the more I was like, no, he put out all three teams of guys, all three. all three. So this must've been a traveling team that are, Potatoes, uh, as far as a ball, uh, being able to play baseball is concerned. I mean, they just would they be don't no. have any. They, I don't know. <laughs> it was they all played. It was two teams of that. Yeah. So what? I don't know. This game's taking forever. <laughs> Pick up the ball! God damn it! <laughs> this is only the first inning, and it's been forty hours. No one has picked up a ball. I know these guys are uncoachable. <laughs> I, I All right, mean, guys, huddle up. Look, we got to figure this out. This is crazy. I said huddle up. Huddle, oh, my God. <laughs> All right, stay where you are. Fine. Uh, well. Oh God. What? I I mean, they had to not have all been. What? 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 I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so... The Baldwin case is going on. And the ba- Chris, Baldwin's the one who he got the, conspir- the, the yeah, false right. arrest. And Chris's lawyer keeps delaying the trial with different, you know, things. And Chris refuses to go to Pittsburgh. In September, the two players who had run off to Atlantic City run off again. So they did return. To go drinking. Okay. And then they bring a third player with them. Oh, boy. Chris permanently blacklists one from baseball and publicly blames him for losing the pennant. Even though it's clear that right. there's a lot of other shit going sure. on. Sure. So Chris suddenly announces he has signed Cy Young and Arnley Latham. 
Okay. He has not signed Cy Young and Arlie Latham. Interesting. The secret. (laughs) (laughs) One night, they're on a train going to a game, and a drunk player comes into Chris's car and tweaks his nose and says, quote, Say, how much did it cost you to color that? Well, because he got a big red drunk nose. Yeah. Uh, he grabbed his big red W.C. Fields nose. <laughs> comes into his cart. Not good. Obviously bad. How much did it cost to color that thing? They're 50 miles from Chicago in the middle of nowhere. Oh, no. Chris has the train stop. It's stop. like 3 a.m. And stop. Chick kicks the guy off the train. Walk. <laughs> See you in Chicago, maybe. <laughs> hey, you know what? We're gonna call you a ball four because you're walking. <laughs> uh, can you imagine? Uh, what a great! He must have wanted. He must have had a deal with another team or something. And he's just like, you know, I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Go pull his nose. Uh, How much does it cost to get it that color? <laughs> so after the season, Chris decides to blame Comiskey for for the. Losing, sure. even though it's clearly not his fault. Um, and the AA is close to collapsing, the American Association. <clears throat> On a road trip, before the season ends, Chris buys a Stanley sash. A Stanley sash? I don't know how to describe it, but it's basically like like a pirate belt. <laughs> like, you know, they have the big... He buys this for himself? Yeah. It's like a big, like... Pirate belt? Like, like a, like a yeah, sure. Like a giant handkerchief belt thing. Sure, sure. Yeah, like a buccaneer. Buccaneer. So, it's flaming red, because that was the trend. It Were more people wearing these? Yes. Okay, yeah, so uh, this is a... You know, like a New York City... Sure, uh, people were just pirating it. Pirate. So, he wears it to a game in Cincinnati. Okay. Quote... Vander Ahai arrived gussied up in duck pants, tan shoes, an anarchistic necktie, a blue slack coat, and the red sash. I'm just, it sounds like a goodwill came to life. He, I didn't go into this too much, but he always dressed terrible. Right. And gaudy. And what like, are duck pants? I don't. I bet they're really tight. They sound like they Wouldn't would be you tight. Think? Yeah, they they do sound like they it's would like be tight. It's like a duck's legs. Famous player King Kelly loudly laughed and yelled at from he's down on the field. Uh-huh. Yells up at Chris, quote, "With that makeup, you'd look like a cross between a barber's pole, a pousse cafe, and the star-spangled banner." And the entire stadium laughs. Well, I'm sure that it made a lot of sense back then. Part of it makes sense. <laughs> oh yeah, they're oh they're these. They're those sort of. Oh, they're, so they're wide at the thigh. And yeah, then they go it looks really, like really... your quads took roids. Yeah. So, he. I bet Chris was cool. With he's that. horrified, and he leaves and goes back to his hotel and changes. And then he comes straight back to the stadium. Who's laughing of, now? Instead of just staying at the hotel. Yeah. And Kelly sees him walk in and yells, quote, You're all right now, Chris. That charge of disturbing the peace with your clothes I made against you is dismissed. And everyone laughs again. Oh, man. <laughs> it's great. It's great. 
It's really good. Yeah. Now, he's still drunk all the time, Chris. Yes. Right. So this is very difficult. The idea of changing your outfit and getting everyone laughing at you again. Oh. So, I mean, he's just a laughing stock. Like, he's just a right. total joke. So um, they finish second to last. Everyone bails. He bails. He blames Comiskey for the loss. Ex-players are once again saying they're never going to play for Chris. One ex-player writes a comedic play about him called Mr. Von Grab of St. Louis. <laughs> the league uh, is more shuffling of teams. The American Association breaks up, and four teams join the National League, including the Browns. Okay. Now, the National League still has their rules? Well, the National League would now allow Sunday games. Okay. Selling booze. Okay. And teams can only charge a quarter. So it's, okay, so it's basically the AA rules. Yeah. Right. So he's happy. Yeah. Now that it's a big time. He goes to his first National League meeting in New York. A paper wrote of his appearance when he came, quote, But the St. Louis magnate continues to grow, and he will yet fill out the Macintosh as the stuffing of a balloon fills out the silk bag. So he's just fat. The color of the wonderful garment scared most of the streetcar horses, a sort of cross between a hectic flush and New Jersey clay, but it is most becoming to the St. Louis boss's maroon complexion. Oh, my God. So he just walked around like a cherry? A Macintosh is like a... An apple. Uh, well, it's like a two-piece two uh, oh. raincoat type thing. Oh, okay. It like goes halfway but down. But the color was like they're just burgundy. Saying, but they're just saying it's, it's very filled out. Yeah, he's big in it, and he it's looks burgundy, like, yeah. and he's burgundy, essentially, yeah. at this point, too. Yeah. So he just kind of, yeah, I mean, he, he looked like a big berry. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Uh, he would always be mocked for how he dressed. Um, at the meeting, quick... Quickly, he realized that the National League didn't want him. They wanted the Browns. Right. Because they're famous. Well, I'm brown. I'm brown. I'm very brown. Well, Burgundy. I'm, I'm turning. Uh, 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 I've become the color of bourbon. <laughs> so, so as much as he wants it, the other owners just don't respect him. Uh, the fans don't. The players don't. And now he has less money than he had in quite some time. So it's time to get creative. I mean, th- what's great about this moment is I- I'm trying to think of, like, there's so many options for when someone, pardon the turn of phrase, but is born on third base and acts like they hit a homer. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's he's really locked himself into a lot of this. So reinvention is not going to be as simple as, like, he's like, look, I did it once. But it's like you yeah. kind of just, you, I mean, like we were saying before, like you just opened a beer spot. Yeah, he beered his way You just it. opened a bar, and yeah. now you're like, I manage rock bands. Yeah, really, he opened a bar. Yeah, That's he opened he a did. bar, and now he's like, how do I get my baseball team popular again? <laughs> it's like, buddy, this is not, you never were the part of it. You fired everyone who was good. Yeah. So. Leave it to me. Now, fans notice the free spending days are over. He used to he used to brag about having the highest payroll in baseball, and now it's like he he's now like, a dog's on the team, <laughs> and now he's like we're not the lowest. So <laughs> put that on an advertisement, <laughs> huh? Um, not the lowest. He's now signing uh, older, past their prime players. I'm seventy one, and he thinks he thinks 
Because of what Comiskey did. He's like, you he, just he gotta thinks do he, it. He, no, he thinks he knows how to find good players. That's what I mean. He thinks he does. Yeah. Yeah, so he's like, what you gotta do is just find weird people. <laughs> the people who you don't think will be good are the good ones, okay? So he signed a pitcher, uh, Darby O'Brien, and right before the season started, he died. Uh, he was 24. God damn it, Darby. But Put him on is, IR. This is not starting. Uh, go. I uh, just had a conversation with Darby. He's dead. Uh, what? Yeah. So no. To, yeah. A starting pitcher? I still think I can convince him to play, I, but I don't think it's going to be as good. Did you find him? Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, no, he, um, he's, his head is, <sighs> his head is just open like a melon. <laughs> but, uh, I still think we can at least use him for relief, a minimum. Can I ask you a question? I mean, I paid the guy a lot of money. He died of dropsy, so why is his head open like a melon? What? Well, when I found him, <laughs> I'll be quite frank, uh-huh. I tried to kick him awake for about an hour. Oh, Jesus. And, um... I don't know if you could tell. I've invested in some narrow boots. Yeah. And his head just started to split. And I thought, well, any second he's going to wake up. But uh, at some point, the whole thing just kind of made like a bit of a, a burst. It squished out like a fucking water balloon. Um, Are you saying you killed our pitcher? No, no, no. He was dead for sure. But, well, but then why it, were you trying to wake him up? Well, I didn't know he was dead at the time. I thought he was in a deep sleep. So how do you know you didn't kill him? He's dead because there's no. I mean, I look. I mean, I'm covered in brain. The guy's head is. Matt, what are you talking about? Oh, sorry. Did I sign the coroner? <laughs> uh, anyway, I think the position for him is not not the first base, not but the other on side the base, team. but in the middle of the bases. Okay. okay. Where you put the best player? Where? I don't know where. Between second and third. Oh, okay, great. So he'll go there. No, he's dead. He could catch the balls in his head. Okay. <laughs> think about it. No, I'm not going to think about it. He could be the, the, the one who looks like he's squatting for a poop in France. Because then the, he can just stop the ball with his... But what do you want? I put a lot of money in this fella. <laughs> <laughs> so despite this, Chris is optimistic. I got a good feeling about this. He said uh, the team was sober... But he didn't, he didn't care if they drank away from the park. Quote, I do object to his appearing on the ball field in a stupid or groggy condition. It's just great that this is when you're like, look, don't be drunk when you play. <laughs> like, he's gone from, like, having them followed around to now just yeah. being like, just don't come in shit Just don't be drunk on the field. But the team loses, and they lose a lot. Um, the cranks start attacking the players, the manager and Chris. No one comes to see them play at home or on the road, which means less and less money, obviously. Mm-hmm. So Chris also decided he's going to be the manager. I honestly, I'm not kidding. I have been hoping that this <laughs> It's just everything's falling apart, and he's like, the problem, I'm not involved enough. <laughs> well, two reasons. Um, no one wanted to manage the team. Right, because no one wants to work for him. And he saves money that way. Right. But he knows nothing. Nothing. Okay, boys. Here we go. So he's constantly yelling at players to do stuff that makes Hit no sense. Hit the ball, further. Hit the ball. One game, the right fielder looked up as a home run sailed over his head, so Chris yelled that he should have thrown himself against the fence, quote, and howled and shake your fist as that ball went over. You should be mad at the ball. <laughs> he find it. They would pay attention. That's it. Two grand. <laughs> so the National League 
the National League are ordering like salary caps. So in the middle of the season, they're like slash salary, slash salary, um, because they've had so much debt from when the Players League and everything was going on. So Chris keeps having to tell his players, you're making less money. So okay. during the season, right. he's like, you know, you were making 500 last month. Now right. it's 400. Right. Obviously, this isn't helping team morale. And this is when he's like, he'd already said, I'm going to redo the park. Yeah, right. Right. 50 grand. He's going further now. <sighs> he's going to build a brand new ballpark. Okay. So he's telling them they've got to take less money. But he's also got the money for a brand new park. He gets a 15-year lease. Oh my God! For fifty thousand dollars, four thousand, fourteen thousand five hundred seats, private boxes, a clubhouse, a pavilion, rooftop press boxes, a ladies' powder room, tons of concession stands, a long bar on the ground floor so cranks could drink at the bar and watch the game at the same time. These are all. Obviously, good ideas for a team that's good. Mm -hmm. They only win 56 out of 150 games. And Chris then quits as manager. I'm fired myself. Then in 1893, his son Eddie is run over by a cable car and almost dies. Okay. And Chris spends tons of time at his bedside as he recovers for a year. Okay. He did go to the league meeting in March. He hired a new manager, Bill Watkins, who's a good player, ex-World Series winner. And the new season starts in the new ballpark. And they're bat. Okay. And the new crop of players really, really like to drink. To make money... Chris starts scheduling. I mean, what, I, I, we've sort of talked. What percentage of people are alcoholics? I mean, any I mean, idea? I mean, it's what do you think, forty or more? Well, I mean, honestly, it's a massive amount of people are alcoholics. It's crazy. <laughs> so he needs to make money because he's put all this money into this new ballpark, right? So he starts scheduling other events, right? A bicycle bicycle tournament. And that leads to there just being dust and stuff all over the field. Sure. And the players are getting annoyed. Chris promises the team, because they're getting annoyed, he says, I will give you the receipts from the Civil War reenactment I'm going to have, but you have to win 20 of the next 40 games. He's saying he'll give them... All the, the profit. From the Civil War reenactment... Yes. ...that he had on the field. That he's going to have on the field. He's going to have on the field. If they win 20 of their next 40 games. Right. And they just lose a ton of games. And just to be clear, they're having a Civil War reenactment on the field. They're having so many crazy events that the playing surface is just a shit show. Uh, There's tons of animals, divots in the field. Sure. There are firework cases all over the place because they keep having firework shows. Players are making errors because the balls are bouncing all over the place. Sure. They do the Civil War reenactment show. Nobody comes. It loses tons of money. Okay. And he has not paid the building contractors for building the stadium. So it's kind of, it's like German Trump. (laughs) (laughs) So the contractors start suing for Mm non-payment. 
The men's business gymnasium also sues for non-payment because he had a boxing exhibition and didn't pay pay them. Okay. For July 4th, Chris hires a pyrotechnic company to do fireworks, and they don't show up. So he has to give everyone their money back. Oh, man. In August, he trades one of his best players for a not good but much cheaper player, and fans are pissed. Okay. As is the team. Mm-hmm. And realizing Chris doesn't care, the team starts drinking more. So, in summation, yes. things have gone from bad to way worse. Way worse. In July, Marcus Elmore Baldwin comes to town with his New York Giants to face the Browns. Nothing about the lawsuit has been resolved. But there's no issues. Like, nothing happens. Okay. Now, their best pitcher, Ted Breitenstein. Who's get, best pitcher? The Giants? The Browns. The Browns. Gets into a really heated argument with his teammates and says he's going to quit baseball and open a saloon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing to have the backup plan on deck. <laughs> well, I'm going to retire and open a bar. That's what everyone did. Yes. I had an idea to open a bar. <laughs> They all just succeed. I mean, I'm always in a bar. Feel like maybe I should just, I don't know, open a bar, considering everyone's a raging alcoholic. I get how it works. Yeah. Like, I really get how it works. And then he just vanishes for four days. And then he comes back. At the end of the season, Chris admits he has been paying his players in IOUs, not paychecks. Wow. God damn. It's like bar rescue the team. <laughs> IOUs. The league decides to have large universal fines for drinking because drinking is becoming such a problem. <laughs> so any players who are in the saloon business are ban- are going to be banned from baseball. So you can't own a saloon. Okay. Is that just because you could not you could not control yourself? Like they were a hundred percent that if you owned a bar, you'd be drunk. Yeah, and then I think in. Influence the other right. players. Yeah, cheap places to go hang yeah. out. Right. Um, so those rules, these these rules against drinking, finding them, and it causes the talent level in pro baseball to plummet. So people, it's almost like concussions in the NFL, <laughs> except it's alcohol. <laughs> people, if they can't drink, are like, I'm not gonna. I mean, that's the reason I play. Yeah, it's all the reason for love I'm of the booze. Yeah, yes. So. Uh, in the next season, Chris picks an outfielder named George Miller to be his new manager. George Miller has a serious reputation as a boozer. His nicknames are Foghorn Doggy and Calliope. Foghorn Doggy? Foghorn Doggy. What is Calliope? What is that? I don't know. Um, How are you spelling it? C-A-L-L-I-O-P-E. Is that what it is? Calliope? What is a calliope? Like, like a wind, like a wind. Yeah. Oh, like the like a that goes on top of like a barn or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Calliope. Sure. Uh, he also has no coaching experience. Who? The new manager. That's who. He, that's the, the guy who hires? The drunk. Oh, oh right. Okay, right, right. Um, but he vows he's not going to drink. Sure, of course. I promise, baby. 
To win over his team this season, Chris orders each one a new set of clothes. I just, the, it's just, they're like, pay us. <laughs> so I heard you're clamors for money to be able to buy your stuff and feed your family. You're all getting suits. Well, you know he had a deal with someone. Right, That's right. The, right? Right. And the clothes are all the exact hideous style that he wears. And you can finally be like a hero, me. Now he hires PIs to follow the players around to see if they're drinking. Just save money, pay them, and then... And if they're drinking, they're fined $25 each. So the players think that he's trying to get back the money he spent on clothes by finding them. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just... Which it, he probably it, is. Well, it's just, I, I mean, it's... To be like, I know where I can get money. <laughs> my team. Wait, what are you doing? I'll attack my team. So as the team keeps losing, there are more and more fines. The Post-Dispatch reports he fined players thousands of dollars to recoup financial losses. It's just, I think, get out of the business. Get out. Sell it. In the first six weeks of the season, he lost $15,000. The Browns press agent left, and Harry hires. Sorry, the Brown, the Browns press agent leaves, and Chris hires Harry Martin, who is a New York cartoonist, to be the press agent. What? <laughs> so we have uh, is... we have a question about all the injured players. Okay, uh, what are you guys going to do? How are you guys going to fill those holes? One second. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm drawing a couple of the players on a skateboard. And then they're going to be jumping over a wave. How long is this going to take? About 20 more minutes. Can you answer the question? I am. And then they'll be jumping over a big wave. And the answer is pretty much right. I don't remember the question. There. All right. There you go. Okay. All right. Any other questions? I didn't think so. Have a good day, everybody. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in 
uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. On a, you handled that great out Yeah. On a road trip to Pittsburgh, Marcus Elmore Baldwin and a cop show up in Chris's box. And Baldwin has Chris arrested for false imprisonment. Which is an actual crime. Yes. <laughs> uh, Chris isn't in jail long because the Pittsburgh owner pays his bail. Uh-huh. The sporting news uh, is also not doing well at this point. They're under new management. And they drop everything but baseball coverage. And they get rid of patent medicine ads. Okay. So they, they didn't do that because they, they didn't get rid of the ads um, because they're nonsense. They just felt like it was making poor people read the paper. Because it was appealing to poor people. <laughs> anyway. The Lenny Dykstra route. Yeah. So the paper's losing money. So... To turn things around, they start attacking the clown of baseball, Chris. Okay. How he ran the business, his private life, everything. The paper also pushes for a booze ban at the ballpark just, just to piss Chris off. So they, they have become the troll times. Yes. They're just full-on trolling. Yeah. So Chris had been cheating on his wife, Emma, for years. And Who she- was married to him? <laughs> She's still there? Yeah, she's still there. Um, and she always put up with it. You know, uh, one night he was on a horse and buggy ride with a woman, and the horse somehow stopped right in front of Chris's and Emma's house. Oh, no, hey, you was bad. You're bad pony. <laughs> bad horse. Tell the horse to anywhere but here. Come on, horse. I have a daddy, buddy. Oh, gosh. And uh, she looked out. And saw her husband on a date. And she probably looked out because he was making noise to try to get the horse to go. Hi! Go. Kid, I don't want her to see this hand job. <laughs> and uh, so she sees her husband on a date and she runs out. It said she started whipping them, so I don't know what she was hitting them with. She's got like she's, a rider crop or yes, something. I don't know. Um, so things aren't great in the marriage. Sure. Yeah. And <laughs> a horse. Uh, so Chris borrows $11,000 from his son, Eddie. Oh, God. Eddie... Uh, Got the title to six houses on St. Louis Avenue for for collateral. Okay. And one of them was Chris and Emma's house. But Eddie had mortgaged some of the houses without telling his dad. And when Chris found out, he's furious. So he fires Eddie as the team treasurer and sues his own son. This guy. This guy is amazing. So his wife sides with the son... And Chris bans Eddie from their home. I mean, he's running his family like his team. And his son is doing what he would do. And his son had money. Yeah. Even though maybe not, but he had enough money to loan his dad money. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? You're terrible at this. (laughs) He's like, you're borrowing money from me, asshole. So to bring in more money, Chris buys Buck Taylor's Wild West show. <laughs> is, is he involved in baseball technically anymore? It feels like he's not. It feels like he's just kind of grabbing at anything. It feels like everything. It's just like, I've got, I know what we're going to do. Sign players, 
fix the stadium, actually come up with some sort of game plan, change the uniforms, have good PR, hire good people, get a good infrastructure. We're going to have cowboys. What are you thinking that? The famous Buck Taylor. Buck Taylor's cowboys. <laughs> you can't believe how cheap I got them. No, it's because nobody's heard and of them. And he's just buying like the cheapest shit, trying yeah. to like get the most, but it's like, yeah. bro. So in the show, there's 60 cowboys and 40 Native Americans. Oh, my God. The new what? team manager. Can any of you play baseball? <laughs> the, the new team manager, George Miller, is in the show, but that's just because he owes Chris money from gambling and stuff. So you're also going to be in the show. Like <laughs> yeah. Are you familiar with lassos and things of that nature? He would shoot blanks from the back of a stagecoach. So you stand in the stagecoach and fire the gun a little bit like that, okay? You're not going to believe this. The Wild West show loses money. He's like, oh, my God. What am I going to do? And then on top of that, the Native Americans sue because he didn't pay them. Oh, gosh. It's so strange because I just figured they were okay with us taking everything. (laughs) (laughs) So now, by now, stories of Chris cheating on Emma are so well known. Partially because of the sporting news now that it's just... That the sporting news starts calling the Browns the Coochie Coochies. <laughs> oh my God. And the Washington Post writes up a big piece on Chris's personal life. <sighs> now, Chris ends up suing them for 50000 and the paper prints a retraction. Okay. But still, right. the damage is done. It's yeah, out there. Once the it's out there. Retraction, page six retraction. Chris now opens a grocery store with a new partner. I love that he's going back to that. Groceries. At the opening, he has, produce. he has a 12-piece orchestra. Save your money. <laughs> what are you doing? What is he doing? See, Albertson's nine. Let's go. <laughs> and also at the opening are two of his mistresses. Oh, my God. Della and Kitty. The Sporting News wrote that the store was financed by the $11,000 loan from Eddie. So around this time, Chris hires a 22-year-old German immigrant named Anna Kaiser to be their housemaid. 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 And Emma's furious. Yeah, she's like, what? She's like, fuck, she's the best. She's too sexy and what, she's cleans beautiful. things. What else do you want? She can't dust? She's got a great ass? <laughs> Emma files for divorce. For what? She's <laughs> What's her deal? Can't a guy just lose a little bit? She formally charges him with adultery. Eddie backs his mom and said he has seen his dad with over eight women and that he also beat Emma. Chris besides word. that, I was the perfect husband. So in the trial, in the divorce proceedings, his worth is shown to be around 50000 which is about $1.8 million today. Okay. But for what he was... Probably kind of, I mean, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so Emma gets uh, 3150 in alimony. Okay. So the team situation somehow becomes worse in the Ow. next season. Ow. He but hi- now just owls. He hires an ex-Pirates uh, manager. Oh, sorry, an ex-Pirate. He's an old, he used to be a pirate. Yeah, all right, I got an idea. The players are pretty good, so Chris trades one for money. Okay. 
And he told the team... A starting shortstop is a stack of 20. <laughs> he tells the, so the team's mad, so he tells them, I'm going to use that money to buy a good player. Don't worry. I know I got rid of a player, You've but I'm going to get... I'm gonna, I got some money, and then we're going to buy a better player. <laughs> Me. Uh, he doesn't. Okay. He goes to a league meeting in an expensive new suit. Sure. So, so he's... Yep. And the fans are furious. Sure. And... Uh, he needs a new groundskeeper. And an experienced uh, guy comes down to look at the field, and he's like, okay, I'll take the job. They don't talk salary. Later that night, they're talking, and the guy's like, how much is the pay? And Chris is offended. I'm losing my appetite. Did you say the pay? <laughs> what do you mean to pay? Yeah, I need money to... Uh, it's a job, so I need... It is a job, yeah. But do you have any idea how inappropriate it is for you to ask your boss how much a job that you're doing pays? No, I. but I need to know how much I'm going to make for... How about this? The job pays, okay? Thank you. Why does it... Pays you. No, but I need to know because i got to pay rent and i got to my family. Okay, so there you go. So we're going to give you enough money for your... How about this? All the grass is whatever you want. But if you cut yours, what you get all the grass? You no, can. I don't want grass. You can. I want money. You can bang my ex-wife. Okay. Okay, I can't. She won't do that. I'm uh, in. You get. How about this? I'm in. Oh well, seems like I can't. Okay, let me make a call. Okay. Huh? Hmm. hmm? <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, Chris is offended, and uh, he's like, you're going to work for one month for nothing first, so we'll see how you do. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you clean up everything, and then we'll see how you're doing. <laughs> so the guy leaves and never comes back. In March 12, on March 12, uh, 1895, Chris suddenly, for no reason, attacks a black guy who's just walking down the street. Sure. So he's fully gone. He just walks up and starts punching the guy in the face. And then pulls out a gun and starts shooting at the guy's feet oh my to make him dance and shoots the guy in the heel. Oh, my God. And then he gets arrested. The guy sues him for 5000 And Chris is like, it's justified because black people are stealing cases of booze from my saloon. But Chris's employees say the booze was being taken, but it was being sent to his mistress's house. And anytime the treasurer asked Chris about it, he'd say he was being robbed. So he basically drank too much of his booze and then because of the time was just like, this black people are doing it. No, I think that he... I mean, maybe he was that drunk. Okay, I didn't think about no, that. No, I think I'm, I'm pitching that it is uh, a plan. Yeah. That it's calculated. Okay, you're pitching it's calculated. Yeah. Because I, like you just said that, and now I think it also could be that he's so Delusional. drunk that he it doesn't. It could be the sort of thing where, like, he convinced, yeah, your brain is rotted. Yeah. So he's, like, convinced himself that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. And could drank be, it all. Totally. Um, so, any, and so, so, yeah, so he get, he gets away with shooting the guy, though. Wow. Because. Well, not Wow. Shocking that it... Because to sue someone, you have to put a deposit down for the court, and the guy doesn't have any money to put a deposit down to secure the... It's a normal system. I mean, as good as now, or what? Same. 
So Chris often uh, would take money from his cash registers and the ballpark receipts. Um, so bills from the Browns are not being paid. Right. And he goes, the season starts, he's back to his old ways. He's yelling at the players. He's threatening, finding them for all kinds of things. They were fined if they were f- caught reading the sporting news. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the team is losing like crazy. Players are getting What's injured. that article about? How absurd your fines are? That's it. That's, That's yeah, it. F- yeah, $50. Oh, Jesus. Um, when players get injured, he's fining them. He's withholding their pay. Come on, get stronger ankles. Because he's doing that, one player plays on a bad knee and ruins his career. <sighs> So well, now I mean your career's over. The fine's going to be pretty bad. <laughs> what the fine's bad because you you need no. I'm not. I'm not on the team anymore. Six hundred fifty dollars. What are you talking about? You're done. No, I'm by. You can't I find. So you still you find. Why are you here? By the way, this is. I'm on a blackout. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, so the twenty-two-year-old housemaid. Anna thought it was improper for her to remain as the only woman in the house after the divorce. Yeah. I mean, talk about a hellish situation. Yeah. This guy drunk on power and on rum and you're just like 22. Yeah. I mean, how old is he at this point? Like 40? He's in his 40s, yeah. mid 40s. Just like crazy. Yeah. It's he, not good. You missed a spot on the globe. Yeah. What? <laughs> The globe is still a little bit dusty, darling. Bend over and get it. Can I interest you in a little bit of a vodka? <laughs> so she is not, she's not, now she, she was a living, now she's not. So she's working during the day and going back to her parents' right. house at night. And then Chris proposes. I was thinking it is a problem, is that you missed a spot down here. <laughs> Let me show you the spot you'd have missed. Oh, fuck, I put a ring on here at some point. <laughs> oh, wait, I remember. I put this ring inside of a strudel. What? And then you was going to have a bite. But last night I got hammered, and I ate a strudel. So in the next few days, I'm going to pass a wedding ring for you to look at. So the plan, darling, come here and we will go through this. Tw- yes! What? <laughs> Wakes up and he's bloody on the rug. Oh, I fail again. Uh, so she's younger than his son. Sure. She says yes. She says yes? Yep. But he keeps delaying the wedding. He's delaying the wedding? I don't know if I can commit. <laughs> she's 22 hot and look at me. I'm like a WC field full of sauerkraut. One day, Chris's St. Bernard attacked Anna, biting her face and throat. Uh, you know, you, it's not as hot as you were. She was advised to sue Chris, but she did not. Wow. He continued to keep their engagement a secret. Wow. What? So did she like him? <sighs> yeah, she likes him. Oh, my God. In May, Chris has to appear in a Pittsburgh court to face false imprisonment charges. He is. Can I bring my St. Bernard? He is a shit show on the witness stand. Okay. At one point, he said, quote, Your Honor, he's eating the Bible. <laughs> I never pay a man that works for me. Oh, excuse me, Your Honor. It's just I don't pay a man that works for me. So, uh, pr- pr- gosh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Baldwin wins and he gets 2500 in damages. Now, when the when it's read in court, he's already gone. He's on a train um, and he decides he's never going to go back to Pittsburgh. Does that mean he's not going to pay? Yeah. Okay. Um, and a big thing that comes out of this now is he does not trust pitchers anymore. What is like, happening? The, guy, the guy's a pitcher. What? <laughs> yeah, so you got one strong arm, and then they use it to shove it up your ass. <laughs> I don't trust pitchers. Uh, it's why they shouldn't have a mound. They should be. They should have a regular flat areas as they pitch from. They think they're better than everyone because they got a little hill to stand on. So as a result, contract negotiations with pitch- pitchers become an absolute nightmare. Okay, you just got to give me a kid. So. Chris tells the manager to suspend players and cut salaries, and instead the manager quits. Saves us some money. And Chris now decides he wants his players spied on. So a bunch of spies volunteer. What? And Chris calls them his private watchmen. But they're really just shitty dudes. But why are they volunteering? drink all day. Oh, okay. And this so is a way to make money. So just drunks with spy fantasy. They can make oh, money. But, the, but I thought you said volunteer. Oh, volunteer in the sense that they're up for it. Yes. Right. So they're conning him. And he's like, you're some of the best I found in the bar. If they don't have any juicy stories about the players, Chris would be furious and he would so fire they them. Make them up. So they start making up stories. Right. <laughs> you're telling me he's a robot? That's right, Chris. <laughs> wow. This is some good stuff. So... Players are now constantly being His fined. His mood swings are because he's pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Gee, guys are digging up some big stuff. You're telling me the catch is a zombie? Yeah. Wow, you guys are really doing good stuff. I'm putting money in the right places. So now the players are constantly being fined for stuff they didn't do. And the fines, uh, drinking fines are whiskey, $5, beer, two, and gin up to 50 What's the deal with that? Gin's rad. Why gin so hot? Because I think gin it was, I don't know if this is still a Higher I think it, proof? No, it, it like made you crazy. It was like gin a... Gin made you crazy. I think that that was the belief back then. <laughs> what? It like made you like nuts. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, gin sanity. The team at this point is just horrifying to watch. I can't imagine drinking gin back then. <laughs> Chris gets a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> And now he sits in his box and looks through binoculars, and when he doesn't like a play, he whistles. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just... (laughs) The wheels were already off. (laughs) In July 95, Chris announces he's going to put a racetrack in the ballpark. I've been... You've been what? <laughs> Waiting for you're this. Like, you're like, I've been calm until now. <laughs> I've tried to keep it together. <laughs> but the back-to-back. A whistle? I'm still recovering. And now a racetrack. And he's going to add another bar so people could drink and bet at the same time. Okay. There's already three racetracks in St. Louis. Okay. So now everyone thinks he's nuts, and sports writers from all over the country are telling the National League to drop the Browns. Right. Now his new partner, um, Fred Foster, has talked him into this racetrack thing. Okay. 
And the deal gives Foster use of the park for $10,000 and concession rights for two years. During the races. Yeah, and Chris thinks he's going to make 20000 from the racetrack. Right. From, like, tickets and stuff. And gambling. Right, right, right. And local papers are now calling for fans to boycott. The groundskeeper quits because of all of the events he's having. Oh, yeah. Are ruining the field. Okay, so you got to get it ready for the race tomorrow. Then we have baseball at night. <laughs> uh, trying to think what else you got to do. Well, we have a reenactment. We have the reenactment, plus that, we have the horses. The elephant stampede. Elephant stampede. We got the camel show. The camel show. Uh, we're doing the pyramid thing. The pyramids. I forgot about the pyramids. Um, oh, what else geez. are we doing? We're uh, doing a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, basically get it ready for all those things. Thanks. <laughs> But whenever he would scream at the groundskeeper because the ground was bad, even though it was yeah. all the... He's like, yeah, yeah well, a race car drove over it. The racetrack opening is delayed because of rains. And Chris is now getting so many death threats that he starts target practice shooting every day. So, okay. So now we're... I mean, it's a Paul Thomas Anderson story. And one day, it was two injured players, and he asked them to come down no. and stand at first and third base. Quote, I shoot at you, and you tell me how close I come. And he pulled out the pistol, but the two men charged him and disarmed him. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me how close I come. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> What? I, the idea that they were both like, we got to charge him. <laughs> Go, move, or we're going to die. We will die. How about you to come down to first and third? I'm going to shoot at you. Tell me how close I am. Tell me how close I am. It, that is the most threatening way of saying I'm going to shoot you without saying I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot at you. Tell me how close I came. You hit me. Okay. Chris said, they said if, if Chris tried to use them as targets again, they would, it would, quote, would result fatally to him. <laughs> uh, 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 so uh, the fans are now wondering about his mental health. Was there any rationale behind that? I don't know why. That? Was there anything why. that was evidence? I can't think of anything. I mean, aside from the racetrack and the fact that he uh, wanted to try to shoot two players on first and third. Chris hires a new Base manager. Bases loaded, so are the guns. Chris hires a new manager. What? A chimp in a butler outfit? A saloon owner and a bookie. Oh, my God. <laughs> he has zero baseball experience. Oh, my God. It turns out Chris's main mistress, Della, had apparently told him to hire the guy. He's still keeping the mistress with the 22-year-old? Yeah. These mistresses are hanging in there. And she's more. She's closer to his age. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The yeah. mistress. Yeah, yeah. right. So Chris then goes fine crazy. He find a picture for looking frightened. <laughs> you were going to shoot me. Yeah, I didn't like it. He fired a, find a picture for looking afraid. How do you? He almost got into a fist fight with an injured catcher because he was screaming at him to play. The saloon owner manager was fired after six weeks. And then Chris appoints himself the manager. 
I mean, you thought he was a bad manager before. Now he's, I mean... He believed it was best to hit hard ground balls and yelled at any player who hit a fly ball. Quote, keep them on the floor. Them fielders can't catch the high ones. (laughs) The idea of, first of all, he's never played. Mm-mm. And he's just yelling to j- only grounders. It's like, yeah, dude, it's a fuck. It's hard. This is a hard thing to do. Why do you keep hitting them for big and high? <laughs> The 19, uh, 1895 Browns were an embarrassing baseball team. I remember what well, I just said, like, was it three years ago? Like, maybe the greatest baseball team in history. Yeah, like, now, but now there's a race car. Now a shortstop's a race car. The racetrack opens. Okay. It has a flower garden, a beer pavilion, water fountains, also stuffed bears. What this do you mean? Big, this big display of stuffed bears. <laughs> is this all on the field? Yeah, it's around the... Yeah, There's a around. water fountain? Yeah. On the field? Yeah. Water fountains around. I'm just... I, I, on opening day, a young like jockey... Like, when they go from, like, hockey to basketball in an arena, you're like, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like water fountains and racetrack. Yeah. On opening day, a young jockey is killed. A jockey? A race car driver? Oh, a jockey. A horse jockey. Oh, a horse jockey. Sorry. When, I, when you say racing, I'm picturing cars. I'm oh, no. Idiot. There's no cars I yet. know. Right. Yeah. It's horses. So a jockey's dead. A jockey dies on the first day. At first, I was Good thinking sign. a jockey got hit by a car. <laughs> What's he doing there? Papers immediately call for the racetrack to be shut down. The National League does nothing. They say, well, the season's over, so we can't do anything, technically. The idea that... This you're well. What can we do? It's outside of baseball. I mean, we can't do it. It's not baseball season. A jockey's dead. <laughs> Players go to the NL meeting and and like give a speech and complain about the fines that are crazy. And the NL does nothing. I've actually been one. I'm a player. Uh, my name is um, Greg <laughs> Lewiston. And I've always found Chris to be an unbelievable manager, just so you know. And a nice dresser. And quite a snazzy dresser. Mm. Excuse me while I'm in my baseball garb. (laughs) With, yes, a pirate scarf around my waist, which he so generously gave to me. (laughs) Jockey was so little, I feel like he didn't matter. Maybe a heart attack? It's probably... And then fell on the racetrack? If I think, I'm not sure what happened, but if you did so little, it's like not a life. <laughs> How small are you before you're officially dead? That's the question. Anyway, I'm a baseball player. <laughs> Chris trades for Arlie Latham. Arlie is back. Wow. The racetrack is a failure. Uh... People just go to the old racetracks. There's three racetracks. They right. just go to the ones they like. Right. So Chris announces Uh-oh. he's going to add an amusement park to the ballpark that is going to be called Shoot the Shoots. Shoot the Shoots? He called it a boat water slide with a lake. A boat? What? The f- what? <laughs> what are you even talking about? What are you even talking about at this point? It's like a toboggan ride kind of. Uh, with a lake? Yeah, well, the but I think that the like it, it's no different. What, is that what they're called? Toboggan? What are they called? The 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 log ride? Is log that ride? Yeah, it's like a. It sounds like it's just a log ride, okay. and then it ends in a big lake. Like you, you in go, the stadium. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, yeah, in the stadium. Okay, where so else would it be? I, anywhere. 
And then in the winter, the lake could be used for ice skating. What about baseball? So you, uh, you, if you're thinking like me, money, 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 I'm printing money, money, money. Is it still going to be baseball? Yeah. So, okay. $25,000 to build, and he thinks it's going to bring in $50,000 a year. <laughs> he was quickly informed someone already owned the patent to shoot the shoots. Someone already said shoot the shoots? <laughs> So that was like a term back then. Yeah, and he just took it and said he was going to do it. Right. And then someone's like, well, you owe me money if you do that because that's my patent. Oh, God. Yeah, and uh, and the guy wants $100,000. So Chris said he'd get his own patent. Of shoot the shoots? Yes. Okay, not possible. But okay. <laughs> when shoot the shoots opens, big crowds. Okay. For three days. Okay. And then that's it. And then they stop coming. Okay. <laughs> because how many times can you go to the log ride? Yeah, it was. <laughs> the patent owner sues. Okay. When winter arrives, Chris advertises ice skating. Sure. So the day it's supposed to open, Chris tells a worker to go out and test the ice. Oh, no. And the worker goes out. Falls through. And falls through. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, water skating. Oh, no. Uh, there happened to be a cop over by that side of the lake. He pulls the guy out. Chris then screams at the worker saying he jumped up and down. What the fuck? The, <laughs> and then the, the cop has to restrain Chris from attacking the worker. The guy who fell in the ice that he told him to walk on. <laughs> <laughs> and then he cancels opening skate day. No, oh, at least he did that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Stay to the edges. Yeah. <laughs> Just skate on the land. <laughs> to make more money, what? he tries to do horse racing at night. Okay. But there's not electricity's new. The electric lights are very dim. Okay. Um, so the horses couldn't see. It's basically dark. Okay. On top of that, winning tickets aren't really paying any money. Right. You did a trifecta and get right. like a dollar. Right. And then gamblers on both day and night racing realize they can write the winning horse's name on a ticket after the race. Just write and it. Chris wouldn't know the difference, oh and he would God. cash it. How did everyone pick Lucky Strike? <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> boy, oh boy! I drowned myself in my ice rink, but it froze over. <laughs> Finally, Chris announces you can rent out Sportsman Sportsman's Park for picnics. <laughs> okay, so listen, listen to me. If anyone wants to just. So you're gonna have to avoid the racetrack, the log ride, the lake that is sometimes frozen over, but most of the time, like me, is on thin ice. There's a teddy teddy bear area, but if you want to take your family on a picnic, come on down, come on down to the stadium. Your family can have a picnic. Look, I'm, I'll suck the dad's dick. I don't care anymore. I just need money. Somebody help. I I ate my son over a fire. (laughs) Help. So the ballpark doesn't even look like a ballpark anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine playing baseball in it. I mean, they had moved the diamond back from the stands. So far, the fans are furious. Okay. Because this is a time when you're really close to the... Yeah, right. And all of a sudden, it's way far away. It's just a smaller version. In 
1896, he hires a new manager who is a sports writer. Um, Arlie Latham is back on the team. Right. He's now so old that he just kind of waves at hard hit balls. Hello. He doesn't, oh, there goes the ball. Bye. Other players don't like Latham also. And he accuses the manager of drinking too much. And then they have a clear the air meeting. And Latham says, quote, from now on, we'll divide this work. You do the managing and I'll do the drinking. You got to di- wait a minute. Wait a <laughs> nice try. Latham. Yeah, was uh, Very close. Very close. We're both drinking, right? That's right. So Chris's other mistress, Della Wells, uh, they want the manager fired. Her relatives want the manager fired. Who cares? They're rich. Her, her whole, she's clearly a money, uh, 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 she's after the money right. a bit, but she's got her whole family working all over the place. At the place? All over the business. Okay. Um, so Chris fires him. Uh, after he's found drunk after falling off a streetcar at 3 a.m. in the morning. But you can't fire people for being drunk anymore. I mean, your whole thing is drunk. He's still, yeah, I know. But he's he was, drunk. He was looking for a reason to fire okay, him. Okay, so, right, all right, okay, right. So he makes Arlie Latham the manager. Okay, the guy who just agreed to drink only. And he fires him after three games. Okay. And then right around now, Della finds a $44,000 credit note and it's due in a few months and because she's just after the money she loses her shit uh almost ends the relationship also Della and Anna don't know about each other right and one day Anna and Chris are in his home and Della comes in and Anna's just sitting there reading and Della Della's like what the fuck are you doing you're the maid Oh, Della didn't even know that he was married to her. He's right. not married to... Well, engaged. Engaged. Right. With, not married. Right. Um, and she's like, what in the fuck are you doing? You're the maid. Oh, hello. And Anna's like, well, it's none of your fucking business. That's right. So Della hit her with a chair. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. Do that at the park. <laughs> Save it, ladies. I've got an idea. <laughs> Friday night chair fights. They hit her with a chair. Anna runs out of the house as Della chases her, screaming. Chris comes out and hops into a carriage and gets Anna in. And Della yells at the coward Chris to come face her, but he doesn't and takes off in the carriage. And once they're riding in the carriage, he huh. tells Anna that he doesn't care about Della. Well... Did you know that crazy woman? <laughs> I sure didn't. <laughs> Hit her with a chair. Hit her with a chair. The new manager lasted 44 games. That's pretty good. Chris has absolutely no money. The players are not paid for six straight weeks. Oh my On top of that, he's finding them. Oh, my God. Sorry, you don't have any money. I got to find you. <laughs> For lack of getting paid, we're going to find so you. So I have to find you $50 for not getting a check from me? So unfortunately, <clears throat> you broke a rule and didn't get paid. Uh, so it's going to be 70, 70 bucks. No, but you didn't pay me. All right, how about this? Mm-hmm. Not going to find you. Then we're even. No, you owe me money. You're complaining. That's another 70 All right, how about this? It's a Vosh, and you get nothing, and then we're even. No, but that's not even. I'm... 
playing for you, mm-hmm. you have to pay me money for I that. Was, I did, but you're fine. You look, you're fine again. Sorry, buddy. You're just messing up. Now you do actually owe me $50, and I'm going to give it to Hank because I haven't paid him in a year. Okay? <laughs> okay. Great. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The, at this point, the reserve clause is really fucked because I can't just leave. Did you ever want to know the best fader go? Did you ever think you could go to the baseball show? Did you ever worry about it, but you guys, you're a boss? Did you want to go to the baseball show? I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Uh, so it, it's like I said, 44 games, six weeks haven't paid guys. An outfielder gets malaria, malaria and Chris finds him. What? <laughs> Said you got it pretty bad. Yeah. I feel really terrible. You look so sick. I am, what do you think it was? It's malaria. The doctor said it's malaria. Yeah, I guess that's. It's oh. going to be $100. What? No, I said I have malaria. I know. Yeah. Whenever you get a second, here's the bill. That's the fine. Gosh. You get better soon. You need to play. You're under I'm contract. It's going to be months. It's malaria. Maybe under contract. Pay the fine. Don't be an asshole. Whew. I'm pretty good at this. One day, Anna and Della both walked into Chris's stadium box at the same time, and Della locked Anna inside, then after pulled the pistol on Chris and said she'd kill him if he didn't marry her. Della? Yeah. I do. <laughs> I never thought you'd pull a pistol on me. Uh, in September 1896, they eloped to Erie, Pennsylvania. Della? Yeah. Wow. After the season, he sold his best player for 10000 the Browns only won 40 games that year. So, Anna was not told. That he eloped. Right. And he, I don't know how this happens, but he leaves Della in Erie. Okay. After eloping and comes back. And Anna comes to work on Monday. And the team secretary is there. And the team secretary tells her, he eloped and got married. And a couple days later, Anna tells her story to the St. Louis News Dispatch. She had kept a diary of everything. Oh, boy. And she said she's suing Chris for breach of contract for $25,000. Oh, man. They eventually settled out of court for 3000 and then Chris's lawyer sued Chris for not paying. <laughs> Chris's lawyer sued? Oh, my God. That's I mean, Trump. I, that's, uh, yeah, everybody sues. That's what Trump's yes, lawyers yes. Yeah. So in January 1897, Baldwin has still not gotten the money from Chris. The money from the illegal imprisonment. Yeah, that the, 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 the right. judge said. Right, people, you yeah. pay. So he sues him again. And this time he gets $10,000 in damages. Oh, Jesus Christ. So he's got the 44 looming. Mm-hmm. He owes the lawyer. He owes Anna. He owes Baldwin. And now the Baldwin fee is ten grand. Yeah. Plus he's not making any money. He's not making any money. So Chris keeps appealing that, and it goes all the way to the Pittsburgh Supreme Court, who are like, no, you owe him the money. Hmm. And Chris still refuses to pay. Can we do the trial at the park? (laughs) Just wait until the ice skating rink pays off? I got a good feeling. I blame that dead jockey. 
Now, the other owners are watching this and, like, he's got to just walk away from the team at this point. Like, it's a disaster, but he doesn't. Chris and Della move into an apartment over the saloon in the ballpark. Great. Let's get him living there. And he hires Buttermilk Tommy Dowd as manager. No, I could not figure out why they called him Buttermilk. Doesn't really matter. (laughs) (laughs) The cranks are not coming to games. Whoa. Buttermilk Tommy gets fired in May. <laughs> the next manager lasts seven weeks. Oh, my God. The team is drinking incredibly hard, and there is a, quote, mutinous atmosphere. <laughs> they lose 18 games in a row. <laughs> Another owner gives Chris money to cover players' salaries. Wow, he feels that bad. He fires the next manager, and Chris manages the team for the last 14 games. Oh, my God. So he gives speeches to the team, and the players would laugh. (laughs) At one point, (laughs) Buttermilk Tommy, who is still a player, he just got fired as manager. (laughs) This is awkward. Crammed a handkerchief into his mouth to try to keep himself from laughing, and Chris fined him. (laughs) He fined him. (laughs) Everything is a fine. (laughs) And the players have no money. Are they paying the fines? I don't know. I don't know what's happening with that. They, like, he's owed. They're owed because they're, they're not getting paid. Yeah. So I, he's like finding them, and they're like, "Yeah, dude, you're not paying us. That's going to be a fine." Buttermilk, this is tough. Hundred bucks. The groundskeeper convinces Chris. No manager playing without a manager would save money. So Chris fires himself, and there's no manager at the end of the season. I guess you're wondering why I called you into my. <laughs> Yeah, what's going on, Buck? I feel like we've been doing pretty good for the last few games. Last few games? You don't even know what you're talking about. Sure I do. Absolutely. There's so many times that I've been coming up with good strategies and things of that nature. Uh, Yes, but unfortunately, lately uh, you've just kind of seemed a bit checked out. But of course I'm checked out. All you do is find me, but you keep breaking and bending the rules. Boss president? Yes, what you need. Uh, Are you talking to I mean, please, we're coming up with a new strategy. We? This... What we need to do is move in another direction. If you're telling me you're going to throw me out on the street, let me tell you something. What do you, you better, better think about what you're doing. There's nobody as good as me. Who? There's no doubt you're good. You're obviously the best. Well, thank you. That means a lot. But we can't afford the best anymore. Well, then I suppose I know what you're going to do, and I respect the hell out of the move. Go ahead. Why don't you say it? You're fired. But who is going to manage the team? I'll try to do it. Well, I got to say, you got balls. That's the one thing I can say. Well, yeah, if you own a baseball team, you got to have balls. <laughs> you son of a bitch, get over here. You get over here. Oh, look at you, huh? I can't stay mad at you, you little rascal. Nuggie patrol. You give me nuggies, I give you nuggies back. <laughs> oh, whoops. The hell just happened? Did we just have a moment? Did you just kiss me? I guess I did. All of a sudden, I'm learning all these new things about myself. Okay, hey, boss, I just wanted to... Well, maybe you should get out of that manager's outfit for a second. Boss? I guess I do owe you the, the clothes. Yeah, what do you want? Hold on a second. And I, maybe take your pants off? I mean, they are technically boss? yours, too. There we go. That's nice. No, boss. That's nice. Okay, I'm going to step out. You feel good. You feel good against me, too. We can't tell anyone what's going on. Boss? We're going to have to kill the guy who walked in. What? After we do this, give it to me. 
Well, give give, it, yeah. give it to me. Oh my god. This feels so right. I think this is what I believed all along. The emptiness inside my soul has finally been filled for what I've been looking for the whole time with me. What did you want to talk to us about? Nothing. I'm okay. fine. Whew. Um, wow. I hope I land on my feet. <laughs> I hope you don't. Oh, man. Uh, at the end of the season, he sold a bunch of players. When the ballpark saloon... We have a seagull. When the ballpark saloon closed at night, Chris would take the money up to the apartment with him, and in the morning... The bartender would come and whistle, and Chris would lower the money through a hole down to him. Mm-hmm. But some crooks figured out the thing some, and some w- cro- came in the morning and whistled. <laughs> and Chris lowered the money down to the crooks, and they made off with the money. What, he just didn't want to go down? He was just too tired? I don't know. Too what, drunk? I don't know what. What is his? Uh, yeah, it must have been. He just didn't want to... He just soon discovered. Have you heard about the money window? <laughs> okay. He soon discovered that the crooks were Della's relatives. Oh my god! In November, Della's mom, who rented a house from Chris, didn't pay, and he evicted her and sued her for sixty dollars. Okay. Oh, and he's still seeing Anna. Wow. So he's married to Della. Right? Yeah. Seeing Anna. She sued him and sued won. Him and, but what, if this is like, why is she? I, this man is such a loser. He files for divorce from Della in January 1898. She found out when she came home and all the locks were changed. Nice. So she went to the saloon and six employees kept her out. And one gave her, quote, a release from the marriage. He released her like a baseball player. (laughs) Not going to belabor this point. I think you you know where we're at as an organization. What are you talking about? We got to send you down to the miners. (laughs) We have to let you go. I'm not going to lie. A couple suitors have called about you, so hopefully they sign you soon. Della hired an ex-governor as her lawyer and countersued. She said he was always drunk and called her terrible names and once threatened to throw her out a window. The divorce was granted that same month. Chris is now defaulting on his, fo- his $44,000 in loans, and creditors are lining up. He is apparently about 70000 in debt, which is about $2.5 million today. He is nothing, nowhere near that. He also doesn't own the land that he built the new ballpark on. Oh, right. He never paid. So he couldn't sell it. Right. So he's nothing. And now there's a lot of pressure to sell the team. But But what is the team worth? I mean, it's got to be worth something because it is still... I mean, I I don't know because you're... It can't be worth the amount he owes. I mean, the the biggest failure here is to not not buy the the land. Um, So... Two men, uh, Cincinnati team owner John Brush and a retired grocer, give him a loan to extend the $44,000 deadline. Okay. Um, and Chris then gives up 25% of the Browns to those guys. Right. Sort of like the government. Yeah. So months later at the winter meetings, Chris asks the other NL owners for money, and they're like, no. What an amazing <laughs> thing to bring up at the owners meeting. <laughs> I propose you all give me a little bit. All in favor? Yay! He offers every player up for sale. 
Every so he's gonna every sell player. everyone. He's put every player up for sale. Gonna have babies play. Uh, and he's constantly getting offers from people to buy the Browns. The new deadline loan, uh, uh, the new loan deadline is f- January fifteenth. So he starts doing. I I can't. I don't understand what the business thing is. Um, he starts doing all these financial shenanigans, maneuvers. He becomes the trustee and the creditor of the business. Which causes all sorts of confusion. They try to audit. Nothing makes sense. In February 1898, a group of men meet at the Carnegie Building in Pittsburgh. Two of them were attorneys for Mark Baldwin. And then another two are attorneys for the bondsman who paid Chris's bond. He, this Baldwin move, real bad. They decide Chris should be taken by force from St. Louis in order to force him to pay the money he owes Baldwin and the man who paid his bail. A baseball extradition. It's a kidnapping. It's a baseball kidnapping. So men were sent, and they arrived in St. Louis on February 7th. (laughs) They set up a fake meeting with a New York writer to talk to Chris. (laughs) A PI then meets Chris and gets into a carriage with him, and the carriage goes to where the, he thinks they're going for the meeting, right. but then it keeps going, yeah. and all of a sudden it's in East St. Louis. I mean, it's crazy. We leave in St. Louis. <laughs> the hell are we going well, for this arch, meeting? Yeah. I thought you said we were going to go to the library. Where are we? Is that, what? That's it's the, like the, a dog going to the vet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then when they're in, when they're in East, St. Louis, East St. Louis, the PI is like, you're going to Pittsburgh. Quote, as Vander Aha struggled for freedom and bellowed with rage, he was handcuffed to Detective Brendel. He suffered a smashed hat and a torn coat and vest. <laughs> the x-rays? <laughs> hat smashed, his, to- his coat's torn here. It's not looking good. An Illinois cop hears him screaming and stops the carriage. And then the, the PI shows him a legit writ of arrest. And then that's it. They it's off. And they take Chris. They put him on a train. He tries to break the windows in the train, and then finally he gives in and just starts sobbing and crying. Oh my god! The bondsman's lawyers then hold the press conference and say that Chris has been captured. Oh my god! And Chris is put into a Pittsburgh jail. He goes to court the next day. He looks horrendous. I mean, that's saying something. Local laws state that if someone did not pay a judgment, they could be held for up to 60 days. Okay. Well, he's not going to do well there. So, yeah. So he's back in jail. uh, And he gets no special treatment, obviously. He spends most of his time... I have a Mai Tai. (laughs) (laughs) He spends most of his time in jail wiring the team secretary asking for money. Now, there's... No sympathy for Chris yeah. with the public or the press. Friends refuse to help him. And then the NL is like, this looks really bad for us. Uh, so the league is the like, league is let's up. get him out of there. So they post the bail and get him out. Oh, my God. In return, he has to agree to leave baseball forever. Oh, my God. 
this is, I mean, the, the, there's never, uh, there's never been a worse person involved in, in sports, <laughs> Steinbrenner right? Steinbrenner may be. No way. Large shot Steinbrenner, very close. But as far as just, I, I don't like, know, man. Racist. Terrible people, no well, doubt. Well, Shot's got a built way ahead on the race. That's what, I, but I agree. Steinbrenner is very close to this, I, I, dude. This yes, is, he is. I cannot imagine. Yeah, I mean, this guy is like. I mean, this is award-winning. It's shit nuts. <laughs> He's so bad that baseball's like, you gotta go. <laughs> so they hold their March meeting, and Chris. Manages to get a four thousand dollar loan from the NL to keep the Browns going through the season. He's but he's supposed to walk away. Yeah, but he, I, I, they agree it, but I don't know if there's a timeline for when. <laughs> this guy, or he's just not doing it. It's like he's Jason Voorhees. But the league installs the team secretary as president now, so he's out as president. Uh huh. Over the winter, the horse. Racetrack and the shoot the shoots are removed. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, someone was like, "Look, it really is. It does remind me of like Bar Rescue, where it's just uh, like, yeah. you know, at some point you're just like, well, we do trivia night, and it's also we do skeet shooting, and then we do battle of the bands, but we're also a restaurant that's a tiki bar, and uh, so the original design is restored." On April 10th, a fire broke out in the stands during a game. It's a big fire. Like, players are pulling people onto the field to get them out. Um, everything is burned down except the right field bleachers. Okay. No one dies, but, like, 100 people are injured, some okay. really badly. Chris's saloon and apartment are gone, all of his private possessions. Quote, a frantic Chris von der Aha ran around the streets screaming like a madman. He had to be physically restrained by friends. In the fire, Vanderaha lost all his personal effects, including trophies, correspondence file, files, and his finery of clothes and his dog. Oh, my God. So the, he had nothing, but he now has he has nothing. nothing. The manager of the team gets a gang of men together, ex-players, construction workers, and they work all night removing debris and putting up temporary stands for 4000 to have a game the next day. Wow. Chris, of course, appoints himself the construction foreman. Well, you're going to need a leader. <laughs> There's nobody who knows how to build something from the ground up more than me. What? I'll be the foreman. Oh, and by the way, Fire, extremely suspicious. Like with everything that's going on, the the money that you he owes he people. Did it? Well, or someone mad at him, right. like you know. But also, like on the other hand, Tinderbox City at sure. that time, right? right? Um, but a lot of people are like, "This is suspicious." So, seven thousand people came to the game that day. A lot of them just stood around the ropes on the outside. Uh, of course, they doubled ticket fee for that day. Sure. The entire stadium would be rebuilt and finished by the 4th of July. Perfect for fireworks. I just, like, it's so crazy that they could build something. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris is sued by a bunch of people who are injured in the fire. In June, the St. Louis Circuit Court steps in and takes over the club. In August, the Browns are forced into the hands of a receiver. Um Chris marries Anna. Wow. 
He's 47, she's 24. How is she? I just it, cannot. Every, every, God, there's God nothing, is stepping in. There's nothing good God's here. telling you no. There's nothing good. God's like, look, I'm trying to kill him. In December, the bank forecloses on the ballpark. Foreclosure park. A judge rules Chris is incompetent and a detriment to the game of baseball. I mean, who is the judge? (laughs) Well, there's a baseball court. Baseball judge. (laughs) Is it an umpire? You're bad for baseball. Yeah. Quang, quang. Uh, There's more hearings and trials. Uh, March 14th, 1899, he officially loses control of everything. The Browns, everything, he's out. The Browns are auctioned. An attorney buys the club and team for 33000 and then wow. immediately sells it to the owner of the Cleveland Spiders, who then transfers the Spiders to St. Louis and the Browns to Cleveland. So he swaps? So he, yeah, he swapsies the teams. Okay. And the Browns, who are now... The Cleveland Browns. Or, or the Spiders, whatever. They play in Cleveland and would have the worst record in baseball that year. The Browns. Yeah. Because imagine you're in Cleveland and you have a decent team yeah. that you like, and all of a sudden it's replaced by the shittiest team in baseball. Yeah. Why would you go? It's hard to imagine, like, a team named the Cleveland Browns sucking. <laughs> Uh, so they have the worst record in baseball that year. The The St. Louis team's colors are changed from brown to cardinal red, and the team name changed to the Perfectos. Oh, my God. Oh, my I am, God. I'm forever, Aaron, calling your team the Perfectos. You guys should wear capes. <laughs> Chris believes there has been a massive conspiracy against him. Sure. And he files a $50,000 lawsuit against the league. In 1902, Anna filed for divorce. What happened? (laughs) What possibly could do it? Uh, He went into seclusion in St. Louis. He's in St. Louis, but he's in seclusion. It turns out he's working as a bartender. Oh, wow. Wow. On May 1st, 1907, there's a a baseball banquet which takes place at a big fancy hotel to commemorate the anniversary of a special St. Louis event 30 years earlier, there was a 0-0 zero zero 15-inning tie uh, between the St. Louis Browns and Syracuse Stars. So they have a big... The worst game ever! <laughs> May 1907, um, Chris is one of the speakers, and he gets a massive thunderous applause. The next year, it's reported he has pneumonia is un- and is unemployed and has filed for bankruptcy. So the owner of the Sporting News organizes a benefit baseball game, and they raise $5,000, and creditors immediately try to come and take the money, but everyone stops them. Right. Five years later, Chris is sued by the St. Louis Brewing uh, uh, Company for 850, 850 in debts just from getting drunk. Mm-hmm. Um. By, in 1913, he was bedridden, bedridden as the years of boozing have caught up with him, and he dies on July 5th of dropsy and cirrhosis of the liver and is survived by his wife, Anna. So somehow... What's dropsy? 
I think dropsy is tuberculosis. Everything's tuberculosis. <laughs> is there a disease that has more nicknames? <laughs> I do think it's tuberculosis, but I could be wrong. But it's a it's a sure uh, um, a respiratory, right. usually respiratory type thing. And Anna's still hung in there. Well, they got divorced, but right. she was still. She, they must have gotten married again. Remarried. Like. I, that's the the of I all of this. The Anna thing to me is the one I just go. What? Uh, that's saying something. I feel there's more that I'm puzzled by. To be honest, there's 40 other things before that. That one's puzzling, but that is just. I mean, this is just the craziest. This is the craziest man. <laughs> <in the world. laughs> this is. What did he look like? Uh, okay, let me. Let's have a look. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, the uh, source is. Chris Vonder Aha and the St. Louis Browns by Thomas J. Hetrick. And then are the uh, Cleveland no, Browns, is there any, did they turn into a football team? No, I just. It just was like in the. I think that he actually kept the name The Spiders in Cleveland. And oh, okay. I think so. Uh, so I don't think it had anything to do with that. Um, they just didn't know how to name teams a long time ago. <laughs> like there's no more names. Well, actually, another team. Came to St. Louis, called the and called themselves the Browns in 1902, oh, and eventually really? moved to Baltimore to become the Orioles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And then Cleveland was like, Browns has a good vibe. I can't wait to see this guy. Oh my God, I love him. Oh my God. It's just amazing to sort of see him just because the madness that took place in that head. Yeah. That big head. I mean, look, it's just a it's a drunk guy. I mean, that's really what it is at the end of the day. He's yeah. just shit faced all well, the time. Well, it's also it is also it it's an it's also a guy who made money however he made money. And then because of that initial success, he thinks he knows thought he could do everything. Elon Musk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Man, yeah, show, hold him up. Oh, God, he just, it's just amazing. He's got big ears, too. He's yeah. big features. Yeah, he does. He's got a big old, big old honker nose. Yeah, what kind of nose you want to twist and ask how much you paid to get it that color. <laughs> God, dude, that is so, that guy is wild. I feel like it should be said that the the Cardinals go on to be the second winningest franchise of all time. Oh, shut up. Oh, Jesus Eleven Christ. World shut titles. up, Presto. Eleven World shut titles. Up, Nobody Prestos. cares about your dumb team. <laughs> shut up, Prestos. The St. Louis Prestos. Prestos. Perfectos. Perfectos, guys. Get it right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I just cannot get over that. This really did, and he would like it, have the... Escalation of a roller coaster. Yeah, it was build, 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 build. I mean, the fun thing about alcoholism is that's kind of how it works. Yeah, I guess right. It's all sort of you're the fun life of the party, and then you're not, and then it really always has a dark, terrible ending if you don't sober up. Like it's. You know who I honestly think the hero is? Me. No. The guy who fell in the elevator. <laughs> the guy who fell in the elevator shaft. My favorite the thing jockey. about reading old, 
baseball stories like this is they're just like, and Jimmy Franco fell in an elevator shaft, and then no one, you're like, okay, talk more about that, because that's, I want more. What do you want? I suppose The I, second leading cause of death that year. <laughs> <laughs> shaft passings. <laughs> God damn, I am like processing this yeah. man still. This man is... He's something else. He is really something. He's a hero. <laughs> I he's, honestly, he's in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Of course he is. Yeah. And Pete Rose? No. Nope. Barry Bonds? Nope. No. Interesting. And by the way, they were all betting on their teams. They would bet on themselves to win. Well, that was his fatal flaw. Which? <laughs> why is that illegal to bet on yourself to win? Uh, that argument has been made before. Why can't you? Uh, I don't know. I guess because it's... You're going to try harder? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it is one of those things where it's like, you should be able to. Yeah. I mean, over the top, it made a movie about it. That would make me less inclined to think there's cheating. Yeah, if you're... you're betting you're on bet, yourself. Yeah, betting on yourself, yeah. yeah. But in some... Can't, can't you do that in boxing? I feel like you can do that in boxing. Well... No, I don't think that, so. No? Would, that wouldn't be surprising, because boxing is... Ruleless. Uh, relax, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't know what to say. By the way, I looked up Calliope. Uh, it's not a pinwheel, as I was describing it. It's a like an uh, a circus organ on a cart. Oh, that's what I saw. A circus organ on a cart. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, think yeah. we're portable I think, organ. I think I was right. It's a organ. It's Calliope. I think it's pronounced Caillou. Like that little weird cartoon kid. All right. Well, um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm a bit of shock. A bit yeah. of shock over this guy. Yeah. Nobody wins. I think, I think that guy wins. <laughs> oh, my God. That is insane. <laughs> 